Well, today we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap up this Holy Spirit series. We're on week eight. We're gonna answer the question: Why do I need the Holy Spirit? Why? <laughs> like, like we're eight weeks and you don't know why yet. <laughs> it's like, why do we need the Holy Spirit? I mean, after all this, why do we need the Holy Spirit? You realize we we're, we're here temporarily. Like this is just a temporary place. This is not our permanent home, not our final destination. We're here. God has a plan. We don't fully understand his plan, but we have a, he has a plan for us to be here. It's more than to make a paycheck. It's more than to build a name. It's more than to build a brand. It's more than to, than to climb the corporate ladder. It's, God has a purpose, and it's an eternal purpose. It's not a temporary purpose. God has a permanent purpose. It's called eternity. And he has a plan. And as believers, as Christians who follow Jesus and are filled with his Holy Spirit, today more than ever, it is vital to be led by the Holy Spirit. Daily. Look at me again. Daily. <laughs> you, okay, you might have been letting him lead you to church uh, twice a month, but you need to get past all that. You need to mature past that, and you need to have your behind in church every Sunday. But Monday through Saturday, you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because his point is not just to get you to church. His point is to get you into this lost world so that people can get found. Amen. Amen? So that people can get healed. So that people can be encouraged. You're the answer to the problem. Why do I need the Holy Spirit? Key verse for the whole series has been John chapter 16, verse 7. Crazy statement Jesus makes. He says, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send him on purpose with a plan, with an intention, with a mission. I will send him to you. Jesus doesn't have a sending problem. We got a receiving problem. Come on, somebody. We got a following problem. <laughs> Andrew Murray said this. He said, men ought to seek with their whole hearts to be filled with the Spirit of God. Without being filled with the Spirit, it is utterly impossible that an individual Christian or church can ever live or work as God desires. It is possible to be a Christian that proclaims God-reliance but lives with self-reliance. 1 Samuel 16 says this, So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of oil, of olive oil he had brought, and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David that day. I'm talking to you today about the anointing of God. I'm talking to you today about the anointing of the believer. God anoints believers for a purpose. He's not just anointing preachers and evangelists and special guests. God anoints believers. Every one of us. He anoints us for a purpose. And this is, the one of, this is an example I just wanted to use today of how God chose to anoint David to be the next king, but he didn't become the king when he was anointed. 
But listen to the verse again. It says, Samuel took the flask of olive oil that, that he had brought and anointed David with the oil. He poured it on his head in front of all of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Watch this. From that day on. What a description. Samuel pours the oil on his head and the Holy Spirit comes upon him powerfully from that day on. Look at your neighbor say, I need some of that. Y'all didn't hear me. I said, look at your neighbor and say, I need some of that. Look back up and say, I need some too. If you get some, share it with me. He says powerfully. Notice how he describes the Holy Spirit. He came powerfully on David from that day on. Does that remind you of something? Maybe if we fast forward to Acts chapter 1 verse 8, they would say, and Jesus would say, but, when you, when, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you? Man, come on, we're not talking about a religious thing. We're not talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about God's Spirit coming upon me and giving me power. Not just like, oh, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Power. Power is not offending people. Power is walking in confidence and boldness and, and trusting God to use the spiritual gifts that he gives us to touch a lost and dying world. Power, power to get past your lack of confidence. Power to get past your, your self-condemnation. Power to get past your insecurities. Power, that kind of power. Because you're the first person in your way. Oil in scripture is a metaphor for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. If you're sick of being stuck, I'm talking to you today. The anointing is the fuel of God's presence on us and in us for the purpose of his kingdom. He anoints us for the purpose of his kingdom. His kingdom has a purpose. The Bible says it will forcefully advance itself on this planet. <laughs> Y'all think God's just some little... Softly and tenderly. He can be softly and tenderly all he wants to, but listen to me, when God moves, people know it. He'll shake the foundations of the earth. What, what does it mean to be anointed? It means this, that God comes on you by his Holy Spirit and he gives you power to go beyond your natural abilities. We need to live a supernatural life, a life beyond my natural abilities. It's called super. It's greater than my natural abilities. We should be living in the land of supernatural. It shouldn't be a momentary or occasional uh, uh, appointment or, or, or experience. It, it should be something that we constantly live in. Supernatural is to have a better than average marriage. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
supernatural is, is the ability to raise more than natural kids. It's to raise kids that love Jesus and talk about Jesus with no holding back. Supernatural. It's beyond your natural ability. You know there's a difference between singing and anointed singing. Come on, somebody. That's why I love our church. That's why I keep coming back every Sunday. I don't come for the paycheck. I come for the worship team. There's a difference between preaching and anointed preaching. How do you know, Pastor? Because I've preached, and then I've preached anointed. A big difference. Big difference. There's a difference between praying and anointed praying. You know what's funny is two people can sing the exact same song from the very same artist that wrote the song and one be anointed and the other one not and the one that's anointed will accomplish way more than the one who didn't and won't even break a sweat. Why? Because it's anointed. The anointing will produce greater result, results with much less effort. So watch this. God anoints you with the Holy Spirit. Some people believe man anoints you. Man does not anoint you. God anoints you. I'll prove it to you in Scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 says it this way. It says, now it is God himself who has anointed us. And he is constantly strengthening both you and us in union with Christ. God himself anoints us. So let's look at, at 1 Samuel. When, when God gives Samuel the assignment to find the next king, 1 Samuel 16, it says, when they, when they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. Okay. Samuel gets to bring the oil to the party, okay? He gets to bring the olive oil. Thinks the power's in the olive oil. There ain't no power in the olive oil. But he just gets to bring the oil. And, and he, he comes to Jesse's house. He says, bring in your sons. And the first one comes up, and he's big and bad looking. looks like a king. And Samuel goes, oh, is that the man? No, nah, I ain't the man. I said, I ain't the one I picked. Stop looking at his outward appearance. Stop looking at his height and his strength and his build. But there's a big lesson right there. Yeah, you need to be less impressed with people on their outside and more impressed with people on their inside. I don't care if you're fine. I don't care if you're bowed up. Do you love Jesus? Are you filled with the Spirit? Do you have an anointing on you? Can you do something for the kingdom with all them muscles? That's why I quit working out. You know, I don't need to show up. I'm bowed up on the inside. Come on, somebody. If y'all could just see inside. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. What is he looking at? He's looking at your heart. What does the Bible say? Guard your heart above all else. Why? Because it determines the course of your life. 
Don't open your heart to anybody or anything. Why? Because they'll come in there and wreck it. And then what they're doing, they're wrecking the course of your life. God looks at the heart. He judges you by your heart. Then Jesse told his son, Abinadab, to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, no, it's not the Lord. The Lord hadn't chosen him. Next, Jesse summoned Shimea. I'm trying not to cuss, y'all. It's Shimea. But Samuel said, neither is this the one the Lord has chosen. In the, in the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons was presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Think about the brothers. <laughs> First one walks in, I won't be the king, boy. You know they picking me. Rejected. Rejected seven times. Rejected. And Samuel goes, you got any more sons? Yeah, I got one out in the field watching the sheeps. Samuel brought the oil, but God had the anointing. And God wasn't going to release the anointing until he found the right person. And by the way, God didn't anoint Samuel's choice. Samuel anointed God's choice. Then Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? Still there's the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and the goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down and eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome and with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one anoint him. And David from that day, back up to the verse that we read at the beginning, David that day was anointed with oil and the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him from that day on. It wasn't just for that supper. It wasn't just for that meal. It was from that day on. You see it? It's God who anoints. Jesse overlooked David. You ever been overlooked in your life? You ever had people pass you by because you didn't look right? Oh, you don't fit the part. You don't have the skills feels kind of bad when you get overlooked, huh? Jesse had a king living in his house, and he didn't even know it. You know, that's why it's so important to be led by the Spirit when you're raising your children. Because you might think they're one way, but God sees them another way. And if you start listening to what God says about your kids instead of what you say about your kids, they might grow up to be what God wants them to be. Amen. God's corrected me many times about my children. He's corrected me more than I've corrected them. They just don't know that. I want you to hear something today. God sees you, and God wants to anoint you. He sees you. He's not overlooking you. He wants to anoint you. You know, when you've been overlooked so many times, I think it starts to affect you. You know, if people coming from grade school on up, if they get overlooked and you're always the last kid picked on the playground. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but you know what I'm saying. I, I got picked last a few times, too. It didn't feel good. But if that continues to happen to you and you never get, a, you never get chosen by anybody, you never get validated or affirmed by anybody, you start to grow up a little messed up. 
because now you think, you're starting to think that because people didn't receive you and people didn't accept you that you're unacceptable now. And because now you've bought into the lie of the enemy that you're unacceptable when God wants to accept you, you reject it because you go, it can't be real. Why can't it be real? Because my whole life people have rejected me. My whole life people have overlooked me. But God says, I want you. And you're sitting there, nah, that ain't right. This is a setup. You're trying to trick me. This ain't, uh uh-uh. And so, watch this. So Christians live their lives today behind this, this wall of lies that says, I'm unacceptable. I'm, 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 God cannot anoint me. God cannot use me. I am not usable. I'm just a wasted piece of material. I'll spend the rest of my life. I love Jesus. I cry to him every night. But I'll spend the rest of my life in this unacceptable place until Jesus comes back. And the whole time, God is on the other side of those lies. And he's going, you don't belong back there. What you doing back there? You belong over, you're my child. You come over here. You come over here. Tell those lies where to go. You come over here. Break through that. Come on. You are your first barrier. And today, you need to be defeated. Those lies need to die. Today. You don't have to make a plan. They die the word. You say the word and the lie dies. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Boom, it's gone. Listen to what Acts chapter 2 says. It's Peter's, Peter's famous message. This is what I will do in the last days. <laughs> Hello. This is what I'm going to do in the last day. We're in the last days. We're in the last days. Hey, everybody. We're in the last days. Okay? Like, there's not much else that needs to happen. Like, for real. Like, I was hoping Jesus wouldn't come back today because I wanted to celebrate the new building and need some barbecue. <laughs> but if he comes, I'm going. <laughs> In the last days, I will pour out my spirit, watch this, on everybody. Everybody. Every Christian. Every believer. I will pour out my spirit on them. On everybody. Are you everybody? Can you be everybody? Yes, you are part of everybody. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will experience dreams from God. God is done anointing preachers only. He's he's anointing believers. I'm anointed because I'm a believer. I was anointed before I was a pastor. I was anointed when I was pouring concrete. (laughs) 
The anointing is for every believer, young, old, rich, poor, black, white, short, tall, hair, no hair, skinny, chunky. It don't matter. God anoints all of us. Amen? He anoints every single one of us, educated, uneducated, this side the tracks, that side the tracks, Mamu, Basil, it don't matter, you can still be anointed. It's a little more harder to to anoint people than Mamu, but that's okay. (laughs) She's got that Mardi Gras devil over there, you got to get... God's no respecters of persons. He doesn't care what your title is. Do you remember Stephen? A couple weeks ago we talked about Stephen. Stephen was on the meal ministry. Like Stephen would have been called up to cook for the Tophers this week because they had a brand new baby. Come on, let's give them a big hand. Kirsten's not here, but Alec will tell her what's going on. That's who Stephen was. He was cooking a meal to bring somebody. He was was handing out meals. He was anointed by God. And what did the Bible say? Signs and wonders followed him. Now, he wasn't Pastor Stephen. He wasn't Evangelist Stephen. He wasn't Bishop Stephen. He was Stephen. Just Stephen. But Stephen was anointed. And Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit. And God used Stephen. What's the difference maker? Stephen's heart was yielded to, to be used by the Holy Spirit. His life was open. He had this simple attitude. God, my life is yours. Use it like you want to. Use it like you want to. I got to hurry up. I got excited. God anoints us for a purpose. Luke 4.18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me, watch this, to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. God wants to anoint you not to give you attention, not to give you credit, but that you would take that anointing and go set some people free. It's, it's, it's no different than the old tag game or freeze tag. You remember freeze tag? You'd run around and you, if you was the loose goose, you had the power. You're loose. You're loose. That's what he wants. You're anointed. Go set the captives free. What does that mean? That means when you get up in the morning and then I know it's Monday. Anyway, Pastor Jamie preached too long. Burger gave me indigestion. Kids' building was nice. I'm tired. I don't feel like going to work. And you walk in, and Susie's got some tears in her eyes, eyes all bloodshot because she's been struggling with her marriage. And you walk in and go, Girl, it's going to be okay. Listen to me. It's going to be okay. God, I mean, let me share my story with you. My marriage was almost at the brink, it was almost gone. But Jesus stepped in and he saved a girl. And he'll do the same thing for you. Just set the captive free. Just set them free. It's taking your employees that, that their life has just been wasted and giving them some hope, telling them the good news. Bro, listen to me. Jesus died on a cross for you. 
All that, all that burden and that, that, that stuff that you're carrying around that's condemning you, you can let go of that. Set the captive free. Jesus didn't run from problems. He addressed them. He seen problems as opportunities. He ran to the poor, to the captive, to the blind, and to the oppressed. Let me show you some, some people in the Bible how they were anointed for a purpose. Noah was anointed to build an ark to save God's people that he wanted to save. He didn't have to choose the people. God chose the people. He just had to build the ark. God anointed him. He built the ark. Nobody had ever built an ark before. First boat ever. Joseph was anointed to be wise with resources and lead a nation through a famine. Nehemiah was anointed to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. All of that was done to save people. What does God love the most? People. God loves people. What should we love? People. <laughs> More than ourselves. God anoints teachers to not only teach content, but to teach character and values. God anoints business people to not only make money, but to do it ethically and morally. God anoints artists to produce art that glorifies and points to him. God anoints scientists to help find solutions to life's challenges. There's a difference between being gifted and being anointed. David was gifted and anointed. David was gifted with a slingshot. Evidently, he practiced. <laughs> he was gifted in playing the harp. He was gifted in leading sheep. But then he ran into Goliath. He wasn't gifted in that. He wasn't gifted in killing giants. He was gifted in taking care of the things that God had given him. There's a big difference between chapter 16 and chapter 17 where David's gift and then in chapter 17 David's anointing kicks in. All Goliath knows is military warfare. All David knows is sheep. But he's anointed from this day on. Hmm. He was anointed to bring lunch to his brothers that day. How else was he going to get to the battlefield? Sees this giant slandering God and he steps in. Goliath has experience. David has a bag full of rocks and oil. He didn't even have a sword. And he told him he's going to cut his head off. That's some real trash talking. I'm going to cut your head off with that slingshot. I'm going to cut it off. Didn't even bring a sword to a sword fight. Come on, somebody. You ain't got to be smart. You just need to be anointed. I'm here. You don't even have a sword. I don't need one. God just told me to come, and I'm going to cut your head off. And Let's go. Let's do this. David could play a harp, a harp, but when the anointing would come on him, that same gift, anointed, could calm a disturbing spirit. You see, King Saul had a crown with no anointing, but David had an anointing without a crown. 
Can I say that again? King Saul had the crown, but no anointing. David had the anointing, but had no crown. A crown don't make you who you are. The anointing does. Amen? So stop worrying about the crown and get yourself some anointing. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is what makes a difference in our lives. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You need the anointing on Monday more than you do on Sunday. You need the anointing at home to parent your kids. You need the anointing in the boardroom in the boardroom when you're leading meetings. You need the anointing in the classroom when you're teaching students. You need the anointing to keep your vows for better or for worse. You need the anointing to make disciples that honor God. Amen? Yeah. Romans 4.17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We are called to represent the kingdom of heaven. And the minute we disconnect from the kingdom of heaven, the question is, is are you still representing? How do you stay anointed? You stay connected. Stay connected, stay anointed. Because when you stay connected to the Holy Spirit, when you stay connected to Jesus, he's constantly purifying and cleansing your heart. Every day we should be repenting and asking God to forgive us for attitudes, for being a jerk. For them thoughts you had. Oh yeah, he knows about them too. That, you, I repent more by my thoughts than my mouth. I kind of got my mouth under a little bit of control with my thought. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> you need to repent for your eyes. Lusting after things you don't need to be lusting after. You stay connected. You stay anointed. Amen? Amen. Psalms 92.10. Listen to this. Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. You know what I prayed before I came up to preach this morning? I said, Lord, if I'm not oily, I'm not good. I can't do anything without your anointing. And I got on my knees right there in that office and I asked him to forgive me of all my sins that I could think of. I asked him to cleanse me. I asked him to make me right again. And I asked him to pour his oil on me, brand new. I want to stay oily. Do you? What does the world need today? Not some old dry, crusty Christians. <laughs> if y'all knew where my mind was going. <laughs> Let me clean it up. <clears throat> you know what the world needs today? Some oily, <laughs> love-filled <laughs> believers that aren't afraid to yield their heart to the Holy Spirit for him to use them however he sees fit. That's what God's looking for today. 
Out of every person in here today, you know who he's listening to? You know whose heart he's looking for? He's looking for the heart that says, God, I give you my life today. You know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I may not do this physically, but, but spiritually and emotionally, I'm going I'm to retire. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to quit all my hobbies and my projects. I'm just going to quit everything, and I'm just going to give my life to you. And I'm going to say, God, you use me as you see fit. I don't want to be in control anymore. Because when I'm in control, I'm dry. When you're in control, I'm oily. You know what happens when you run a vehicle out of oil? It dies. You want to know what happens when you keep it and keep the oil changed and fresh and new? It runs forever, especially if it's a Ford. <laughs> Just had to do that. I'm going to have to repent for that. So listen to me today. I want to give you this charge from heaven. You make keyboard player. It always sounds better with keyboards. <clears throat> Next service, I bet you sit in the front. <laughs> it was the walk. <laughs> This is what I hear heaven saying today. This is what I hear God telling every one of us today. Go. Go in the anointing of God and use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Then you will find the satisfaction that you're looking for. Go in the anointing of God and use the gifts of the Holy Spirit and then you will find the satisfaction you're longing for. Go in the anointing of God. Use the gifts of the Holy Spirit and then you will find the satisfaction that you're looking for. The church, the body of Christ is not anointed enough for the times that we're living in today. We don't need the anointing to build the platform. We need the anointing to help everybody else in this world realize that they have a place with God. That God makes room for them. Amen. Just lift your hands towards heaven this morning. I'm going to pray for you. If you want God to anoint you today, I just want you to take one hand and just kind of wave it in the air. Just right there where you're at. Just kind, of, just kind of wave it in the air. If you want the anointing of God, if you want to open your heart and yield your heart to God this morning, come on, all over this room. Come on, I see some hands not up. You need to want this. If you don't want it, he's not going to give it to you. He's not going to force it on you. Lord, I want this. God, I pray today you see these hands. God, you see these responses. God, you're looking for hearts that are yielded to you. You're looking for hearts that are willing to do whatever you would ask. Whatever you would want. Whatever you would will. God, anoint these folks today. To go in your anointing. To use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. To satisfy the hunger of this world. And to build your kingdom and represent it well. Anoint us today. 
I want you to pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me. I ask you to purify my heart. Lord, I come to you today and I give you my life. I give you all of it. I quit everything and I give it all to you. Would you anoint me? Would you fill me with your spirit? I want to be used by you. I want to understand the satisfaction of being used by God to build his kingdom. I'm willing to suffer because I know you're going to share some glory. I'm not after the glory. I'm just after building your kingdom. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can we give the Lord a big hand clap this morning? Thank you so much.